pan fried, deep fried, stir fried. There's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp potatoes, shrimp burger, shrimp sandwich. That's that's about it. He didn't say cocktail shrimp. You're right. Um, he also didn't say shrimp creole because my shirt says shrimp creole on it. Creole. Shrimp creole, shrimp kebab, shrimp gumbo, pan fried shrimp, stir fried shrimp, deep fried shrimp. Anyway, I'm wearing my, my four Gump shrimp shirt. It's You're really welcome, cute. people. Now everybody wants shrimp. I want shrimp really bad. I want some fried shrimp. I'm surprised we haven't had it yet since um the in-laws have been in town i say like it's a bad thing it's a good thing i like my in-laws people they're cool how how are they the ones that determine if you have shrimp or not um so no one well the girls kind of like shrimp but i don't feel like i i don't want to one i don't want to buy it here because it's expensive and they probably won't eat that much and going through the whole ordeal of having to fry it myself is just sounds like so much work. <laughs> I also like it grilled though too. Uh you could get I wonder if you can take like cocktail shrimp and turn it into grilled shrimp. I is mean, that, I love cocktail nice? shrimp. We had cocktail shrimp already, him and I oh yeah, we have had shrimp. We him me and his dad to like tackled on the cocktail shrimp from uh, Costco. Oh, I love those. Yeah, I I'll get Alice. Uh, well, not anymore. But when Safeway or Fred Meyer's had like a sale or something, oh, I would. I could eat her. those. I could eat that for days. Uh, for all my lunches, I love it. All your lunches. All of the lunches. How are you today, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm fabulous. Let me put my mic down a little bit so you can see my my chin. We have, I have a chin. We, did you watch all my Snapchats that I sent you? Yeah, you sent me so many Snapchats. Hi, I to Candy, to by the way. Um, in, trailer? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, Amy lives in a really trailer. nice trailer, guys. It's it super is nice. <laughs> it is a beautiful trailer. Um, also, um, cool um, freaking bear rugs everywhere. And <laughs> her house looks like... PETA would not approve of her house. <laughs> There's dead animals everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. There's one in my room. Yeah. There's, a, there's like a giant bear rug thing in her parents. Was it your parents' room? I think, no, my it was in the living room. That was my parents. Oh, there's, uh, there's bears and there's lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. And elk. <laughs> and elk. And there's um, some dogs. We have, Sorry. We have a shout out we have to do. Shout out to Dan Cook. Oh, what up, Dan Cook? I think you're awesome. And um, I didn't realize you were going to go back on tour. That's pretty cool. He gave us a shout out on his Facebook Live. Yeah. Little oh. old us. And it wasn't just like... Uh, Cool. Oh, WWTM podcast. Oh, Sarah Michelle one two three. It yeah. was like a personalized 
shout out from what Amy told me. Yes. And I couldn't record it, which, because I didn't know he was going to say anything to me. So. Well, Dane Cook is the shit. Yeah. I quote him a lot. Yes. I quote him when it comes to the Monopoly thing. I quote him on so many things, but one thing I always quote him on is, um, <laughs> I just want to do a B&E, some bacon and yeah. eggs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Breaking and entering. <laughs> <laughs> I would go see him live. Like, I, I don't know. It's I told Josh last night that it was like a toss-up between Matt Reif and Dane Cook, but the, like right now, Matt Reif is one of my favorite comedians because yeah. he roasts people, and that's amazing. And like, you have to have some really good talent if you can like think of things right off the spot to insult people. Right. But like, Dane Cook was always like my number one. Me and Josh have listened to him on numerous road trips. I have something sad to tell you. Oh. Um, Adam Devine. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, he I don't know him personally. Stand-up. I do, actually. So there's <sighs> that. But uh, he did a stand-up con- comedy that I just watched uh, the night before last. On Netflix? On Netflix. And he's not that funny. Oh, I love him, though. He's so funny. He's such he, a silly I mean, guy. He's a good when it's like, given to him. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It was like weird to see him in that like a different type of aspect. Yeah. And like the things that he was saying was funny, but like the way he delivered it, it was like, I don't know. I have to take a look I, at it. I watched a cup like or I I laughed at like all of his jokes, but the delivery was just not there. I don't know. I wasn't okay. like slapping my knee laughing. It's not for everybody, Adam Devine. It's okay. he's a great guy. Yeah, he is. Um, okay. So sorry. This is our podcast, everybody. What's with the neighbors? And that's Amy. <laughs> Welcome. That's great. That was a long uh, intro. That was. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. I have a question for you, too. I just remembered it when you said that. <gasps> Whoa. Good job, Bree. Thanks. Um, so if you had to join a cult, what would it be for? Like any cult. Like, what do you if mean? Like religious purposes it. or like. Whatever. I guess they're like all kind of car religious. collecting. Like if. If you were to like create Harry Potter, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say Harry Potter. <laughs> if I got to be like, if there was like a cult where we believed we were actually wizards, I would do it. I'd be like, that. they'd be like, "Hey, um, we need your social security number and um, a vial of your blood," and I'd be like, I "Already got it. There you go." It's like that. Goodbye, Sorry, Charlotte. Charlotte. You're gone <laughs> forever. <laughs> Gryffindor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love um, it. What would you do? I don't know. So I wrote this question and I was like, thought about it and then I forgot. I don't know. Right now, maybe like. I don't know. You know what I could see you as? I could see you joining a cult for being on, re- if, if you were promised to be on reality TV for it. 
Because you would be perfect for that. <laughs> that would be so good. You just have such a bright personality. Yeah. You're welcome. I love it. I am going to stick with that one. <laughs> Reality TV. Or something with cats. Cold. But you don't like, you don't, you probably wouldn't like the smell. So, you know. No. <laughs> Today I made my mom change the calendar. Oh, Candy. Thanks, Candy. <laughs> I just instantly started gagging. She's like, I got it. <laughs> She's such a good mama. <laughs> I know. I love her. My kid needs to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. So, oh, are you going wait, to your question? I have a question for you. Oh. What's oh, okay. the most childish thing that you eat? Good one. I thought about it oh, earlier I was, this week when I was eating something I, very childish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I actually, there's a couple. <laughs> I don't know. Um, probably like uh, the cup of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> that is pretty childish. Yeah, but they're delicious. Also, they're so good, and it's all in there too. It's so easy. It's so it's all made. Yeah. <laughs> what is yours? Uh, I still, even as an adult, if I have sweet tea on hand, like iced sweet tea, and uh -huh. I make ramen noodles, chicken ramen noodles, I'll pour some of my sweet tea in it, and like mix it together. <laughs> it's really weird, but I do it. I've done it ever since I was a kid. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's I really love gummy gross. worms. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gummy worms. But I don't think that. I guess that is kind of a childish. And hand. chicken nuggets, but you know, yeah. I'd say the tea thing is probably the worst. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were I'm just if, saying, if, like the if, I, if you're embarrassed to do it, then there's a problem. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. I just go hoard my sweet tea with my noodles and like <laughs> pour it in there. I think I did it as a kid as to cool it down because there was ice in my tea. So I just like accidentally pour a bunch of tea in there and I'm like, that's pretty good. So, you know, uh, sweet tea and chicken ramen noodles is pretty good, guys. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I figured not. <laughs> um, okay, so you're going first this week because I went first last week. Yeah, I'm so excited. Okay. So I have a neighborhood story for you. Okay. Um, I got this from Reddit. It said, I had a neighbor who is also an alcoholic or druggie who thought there were two women living in my house. I had dyed my hair blonde from brunette. He continually asked where the brunette was and how she was doing. I finally just said, she is fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's two people uh, here. <laughs> Just like, can you imagine? Like, there's no one else. He's like, oh, where's the Burnett? That was that was funny. I like that. <laughs> there's two people living in the house, but there's not. <laughs> I'm just tired of telling him there's nobody, so I'm just gonna go ahead and whatever. I can just picture like someone walking past the door, like as a brunette, and then walking back at it as a blonde. I would probably think there are two people <laughs> living there too. <laughs> That's it's like a mon sense. it's like a it's like a nineties change montage thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm so excited to hear your story, Brie. All right. So this week I'm doing a story on the ancient castle called the Griffith Castle in what? England. 
Oh, just wait. I know you've never heard of it. It's okay. No, but it makes me think of Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. Griffith. Yep. Kind of does. Okay. So, this ancient castle is located in the Scottish Highlands, not far from Dufftown in Banffshire. It was built in the later early Middle Ages. This is like super like later early Middle Ages. <laughs> Can you guys just stick to a time? In 993. <laughs> super old, 993. So I don't even know that was a year. Um, by a group of like-minded individuals, Henry Griffith, Helga Birch, Rowan, uh, Rowena Smith, and Shaw Sullivan. Uh, the four founders wanted to provide a place where homeless school-aged children could be cared for and educated. Essentially like an orphanage slash boarding school. Like a halfway, I don't know, sent them away. Parents just sent them yeah. away. It's fine. They don't want to deal with that. As, as they did in the 900s. It's totally normal. So the castle yeah. is known as Griffith Castle. It is a massive seven-story castle with many towers and even some dungeons, of course. Fun fact, there are rooms in the castle that have not even been discovered. And some have even, like, after dis they discovered them, they lost them, which is weird. Like, what? how do you lose how a room? They... I know. They just, how like, forgot where they lake? forgot how to get to it. <laughs> it was <laughs> like built in, <laughs> yeah. It was built in a valley on self-sufficient property that's surrounded by mountains and a large lake that provided for the occupants and many gardens. Along with normal living, it also held an infirmary to treat the sick and injured. The castle's main entrance is made up of beautiful large oak doors holding many grand staircases, an armory, a clock, and a bell tower, a library, and more. This place is massive. Whoa. Yeah. Since it was so long ago, I don't know what the cost was to build it, but it's estimated today that it would be worth over $170 million. <gasps> so it's got a lot, lots. Yeah. Fun fact, Griffith Castle holds 142 staircases. There's a lot so of staircases. But I wonder if like some of them are like a step into a room. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I bet their butts look good going up and down all those stairs. <laughs> right? <laughs> all of the stairs. Them, them teachers or or professors, I guess, would have, like, them work out. They'd have their steps in. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what's Donkey say? I'm going to stay in Master. The Master stays. I'll step right here, right here, right here. <laughs> okay. So, there's um, lots of deaths there or kind of, like, having to do with it. Um, throughout mm -hmm. its history, many things have happened in relation to the castle. Um, so I'm just going to tell you some of them that I have read about. Okay. First, we have, am I good? Um, a man named yeah. Sir Nicholas de Memsey Propping, Porpington. Uh, Sir Porpington. Nicholas de Memsey Porpington attended Griffith Castle in his youth. And when he grew up, he was a bit of a snob. He was a part of Henry VII's court until he attempted to make one of the ladies um, that Henry was, like, courting prettier. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what that means. Like, are, what do you do to, like, try to give her a makeover? I don't know. I don't uh, know. But... Well, okay, so back then they would use, like, plants for makeup. Oh, so... Well, this was for her teeth. Because oh. I guess her teeth weren't very straight either. So, yeah, now that I say that, yeah. Yeah. 
So um, I guess they're like. <laughs> it's like just, <laughs> he just like had a like a, like something to pull on it and had his coarse and carriage pull her teeth straight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Henry did not like this, so he um because it was his girl. So uh, unfortunately, sure. this led to um Sir Nicholas's ex- execution by beheading, and it was actually on Halloween Day in fourteen ninety two. Unfortunately, um, it did not go. He so literally smoothly. killed somebody over. Yeah, a makeover. I know, it's so stupid. Like we're just trying to make your lady beautiful, man. We're just trying to dollar up. Okay. <laughs> so the execution didn't go so smoothly. Um, when they wanted to take off his hit or head, they the knife or the axe was super dull, and the sharpener they didn't have the sharpener around, so it took forty five times to take off his <gasps> head, and they left an inch of skin that still had his head connected to the rest of his body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a really brutal death. <laughs> All right. So that was him. Um another the next one is a Helena Smith. Um she was daughter the daughter of one of the founders of the castle, Rowena Smith. In her time of attending Griffith Castle, she stole her mother's uh crown and fled to Albania. Not long after her mother became, or not long after she left, um, her mother became deathly ill, and she just wanted her daughter back. So she sent one of um, Helen's, Helena's, like longtime admirers after her. She's like, "Go get my daughter, bring her home. I need to say goodbye to her." And so she sent this like Lord Baron Abagor. His name is Abagor. He's a lord or a baron or whatever. Um, okay. But he sent him. She sent him to find her and bring her back. And when he found her, she was hiding in the woods and she refused to go with him. So it made him mad and he stabbed her in the chest. And he loved oh. her. Like he was in love with her, even though he did this. So he was like in such remorse that he ended up taking his own life as well. Bree. I know. It's so depressing. It's like a Romeo and Juliet kind of. Oh my gosh. Of. Really brutal yeah. one. <laughs> uh, the next person I have is a Franklin Newcomb. He was, or Newcomb, I think it's Newcomb, uh, was a student at Griffith Castle as well, who was known for his nobi- nobility and apparently really liked to eat, so he's a pretty big guy. Uh, right. Once he finished school, he joined the clergy as a part of a men mendicant religious order, which meant he spent his life begging for charity. Uh, however, he was also able Wait, to... Wait, isn't that just like a... A beggar? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, from what how I see it is, like, he, like, begged but, like, gave it away. Because it, it said okay. it was for charity. So, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I took he that also... as, like, charity for himself. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know because he was, like, a really nice guy. So, I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe. But he was also, like, a really good guy and, like, helped the sick. And he was really good at, like, healing people. Um, So much so that it became suspicious. And, of course, in, like, the 900s, 800s, like, people were like, ooh, witch. witch." Yeah. Typical. So he was killed. I don't know how. But he was killed. Isn't that just considered a doctor? (laughs) Yeah. A witch doctor. (laughs) A witch doctor. (laughs) A professor Benz, while teaching at the school, um, actually died 
in front of his fire in the st- in front of the fire in the staff room, but just like fell asleep and never woke up again because he was so old and he just like fell asleep, never woke up again, and he's just like died oh. of old age. <laughs> like th- that's the most peaceful thing I'm going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, last Thanks. one I have is a Muriel Warren, who was a student at Griffith Castle in the early 1940s, way ahead of time now, yeah. um, was hiding in the lavatory, went quite a few years without any deaths. So like, oh, crap. Now we get a mark one. <laughs> Been Dang so many it. years since this incident. <laughs> um, she was <laughs> in the hiding in the lavatory because she was being bullied by a classmate. And when she heard someone come into the loo, <laughs> Um, she was so killed. It's still unknown who her murderer is today or was today. So they don't know who killed her, but something killed her. Someone killed her. She was killed in the, in the loo. Yeah. I don't know how it didn't give details about how she was killed. Like, I don't know if she was stabbed or like poisoned or what, but I don't know. That's so sad. I know. Okay. So I have got to some paranormal for you. Well, there's got to be some ghosts and oh, there's so but... many. Griffith Castle. No, we used to 19- say. We used to say. Oh, you can't we... have any ghosts without any deaths. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm not sure who to put with this particular haunting, but um, it was believed. It's believed to be a poltergeist, actually. <gasps> so like no. a super busy ghost that constantly is like tormenting stuff um right. the staff would refer to this particular poltergeist as Petey, um who appeared to be a little man dressed in obnoxious clothing including a bell covered hat and an orange bow tie so like <laughs> like a jingle like joker hat essentially is what i'm picturing Right. Uh, Petey was known to sneak around the corridors of the castle and in the classrooms, causing nothing but mischief and trouble. In 1876, it was documented that one of the caretakers attempted to exercise this poltergeist. And as a result, um, many weapons went missing. So the school was evacuated because they had, they had no idea what happened to them. They're like, oh, my God, PV, Petey's coming back to us. Like, he's going to kill us all. Oh, so they evacuated the school and they, uh, the caretaker quit. Um, Helena Smith, who was killed, um, has been seen in a gown with long, dark colored hair roaming the halls of the castle. And she is referred to as the Lady in Gray. A large male apparition has been seen, believed to be Franklin Newcomb. Um, He can be seen roaming the castle as well. He's pretty harmless. An apparition of a man. I love that. Just living his life. Just eating. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. (laughs) You don't have to look good for anybody who cares. (laughs) But also, like, do you think it just, the food just, like, goes through, like. Literally goes through him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. Um, an apparition of a man in period clothing with a neck collar can often be seen, which is believed to be Sir Nicholas. Also, on occasion, he removes his head, but like you can still see that it's not all the way removed. And he will like you, you can see like it almost looks like he's reenacting like his head being chopped off. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tragic. All because he had to fix someone's teeth. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, Professor Ben's poor old guy can be seen in his previous classroom, often entering through the blackboard um, and still like seems to be like in his routine of teaching. So uh, furniture has been known to move or get knocked over. Disembodied voices are heard crying and wailing in the girl's bathroom where Muriel oh. was murdered. Yeah. Um, Wait, lights. Muriel? Yeah, Muriel. That was her name? Yeah. Myrtle. Oh, Myrtle. M yeah, you're thinking Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Myrtle. Moaning yeah, okay. Muriel. Moaning Muriel. Okay. Uh, lights turning on and off. Uh, the feeling of getting lost in the castle. Pictures seem also like pictures, like paintings and stuff like that. Like it feels like they just like watch you and almost change. Like, I know we've talked about, like, eyes watching you, but what they, they make it sound like they actually, like, watch you, like, move and stuff like that. It's really weird. Kind of um, like those other statues in Haunted Mansion. Yes. Yes. Um, doors opening and closing, disembodied cackling and laughing. No. Uh, singing songs, and sometimes they rhyme. They think that that's from, like, Petey, like, singing songs that are rhyming, like, a the PD poltergeist will make up songs. Um, That's so weird. Things can things have been thrown like bread. They believe also from PD. And where's uh, the bread coming from? I know. Well, I mean, it's still <laughs> like it's still a castle. Like I don't think it's like the same what it is now. But like I don't know if events are there or something. Yeah. Um, whispering and cold spots. So okay. That's what I got for paranormal for you. So. As of today, Griffith Castle can be read about in the J.K. Rowling's novels Harry Potter and <gasps> also seen in the eight movies made about these books. <laughs> really? Wait. <laughs> it's not based on a true story. I literally just pulled Harry Potter. You wrote this up? Yeah. <laughs> <Shut> so <laughs> the day after our episode comes out is Harry Potter's birthday. It's Harry Potter Day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, Jul birthday, it's Harry. July 31st. <laughs> so all the ghosts are Hogwarts ghosts, and most I've changed or added some like names, like Sir okay. Nick, which they taught call Sir Nick. His name was still Sir Nicholas de Memsey Porpington, but I figured he was called Sir Nick in the book, so I can just continue his normal name. Um, uh -huh. He's in Gryffindor, and when he was sentenced to death, it was because he was trying to, he was actually trying to straighten Henry V's girl's teeth, but it was out of magic, and he accidentally made them into tusks, like walrus uh -huh. tusks. So um, he wasn't very good with his charms. Um, fun fact, Sir Nick wrote a ballad about his own demise titled The Ballad of Nearly Headless Nick. Oh. <laughs> I'm in my prime right now. Okay. Uh, Helena are. Smith <laughs> is actually based <laughs> on Helena Ravenclaw. I'm sure everybody, like, big Harry Potter fans were just like, weird. That's so weird. That, that sounds just like, like, when you, you referenced Harry Potter multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, Helena Ravenclaw uh, Helena Smith is based on Helena Ravenclaw in the Ravenclaw house uh, Franklin okay. Newcomb is better known as the fat friar in the Hufflepuff right. house and when I said he was accused of witchcraft he legit was making the sick better with like magic and gross suspicion so yeah that was kind of true 
the Lord slash Baron Abagor is better known as the Bloody Baron in the Slytherin house. Uh, Mariel okay. Warren is known as Moaning Myrtle or Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. And her murder was discovered. It was the Basilisk in the Chamber of Secrets. And Peavy, oh. Peavy the Poltergeist, my favorite, is Peeves the Poltergeist. If you've read or listened to the books, you are familiar with Peeves. Uh, fun fact, Peeves the Poltergeist gained the name Peavy, or Peeve, sorry, I'm like Petey and Peeve, uh, because he was a pet peeve. So, yeah. uh, so I did the story for Harry Potter because I just finished my book for the fifth time and I was like, hey, his birthday's oh coming God. out on the 31st. So happy 43rd birthday, Harry. Thanks for saving the world, <laughs> the wizarding world and the muggle world. Uh, you really you really did get me because I was like <laughs> referencing. I'm like, oh, it's like Harry, like Gryffindor. And you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, like <laughs> acting like you didn't get it and it was like i'm like okay like maybe <laughs> i'm like overthinking this like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh really i'm grasping like at moan, straws like, here like moaning myrtle and i'm like oh yeah i guess like muriel myrtle huh muriel myrtle <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was I'm so like, excited okay, to do this. If the Harry Potter fan is not excited about it, I guess. <laughs> oh, that was so good, Brie. Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. You're such Happy a Happy birthday, head. Harry. Happy birthday, Harry. Happy birthday. Yo, wizard. Happy Yo, birthday, wizard. Harry. Harry Potter. I have the girls saying Harry Potter all the time, too, by the way. They go, Harry. Singing it. Potter. No, they say oh. they. I have them say Harry Potter the way they do in the books, and so they say Harry Potter. 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 That's how Malfoy says it. Potter. Gross. Potter. Potter. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> I am super excited about my story this week too, and I did not make it up. Okay. Um, True story. So. Yeah. Um. You know how much I like Sister Wives, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So I'm going to do a story sort of related to the Sister Wives. So uh, it's so I'm going to do a quote first, and it says, okay. If the world knew what I was doing, they would hang me from a tree. And that was from, quoted from Warren Jeffs. Who's that? So my story is on, going to be about the FLDS, which okay. stands for the fundamental. I forgot what it's meant for. I was like, I oh my God, you froze again. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> so the, FL, the FLDS, it's fundamental. Latter-day Saints is what it stands for. Um, the FLDS stated, started back in the 1800s with a young man named Joseph Smith. Now, Joseph was about 14 years old when he had begun to, get, began to get visions. He talked about going into this wooded area over by his house and just getting bombarded with these visions. Okay, he said that... Cool. An, 
not cool. Yeah, he said that <laughs> he said that an angel came to him and told him to go over to the spot in the ground, dig a hole, and in the hole will will be a book of golden plates. So he does that. On the golden plates was a message. He would later oh, wait, go on. There was on golden to, plates. Okay. According yeah. to gotcha. Okay. Okay. From the guy who had so, visions. Got it. <laughs> yeah, the guy who had vision said that there were golden plates. Okay. Um, he said uh, he would later go to uh, say that these transcribed the messages um, on the golden plates. He transcribed them into English, the English language, and that is where the Book of Mormon came from. Oh, shiz. So this is where he started to get, gain some followers, like the thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people. Um, these followers were like, bro, you're a prophet. And Warren Jeffs was like, what? No. And they were like, yeah, you're a prophet because, like, you can see visions and stuff. And he's like, all right, if you say so. All right. So, <laughs> um... They all believed that God was speaking straight to Joseph and that Joseph was relaying the messages to his people. So whatever Joseph Smith would say or order them to do, his followers would listen and do. Because it basically it was like God telling them to do it, right? Yeah. So in the 1830s, that is when the Church of Christ was created. About 18... Leon's crying to come in. I hear. Um, and you go get him? and about eight. No, in about eighteen forty-one. Because if I move my thing, my mic will come undone. Oh, um, okay. In eighteen forty-one is when Joseph started preaching about polygamy, which is where the pearl, the pearl marriages, which was pearl marriages, and used a lot of references from the Bible, specifically the Old Testament. He stated in order to get into the celestial kingdom, you had to have at least three wives. And the more wives you had, the closer to God you would become. Oh, wow. And Joseph Smith's followers, followers were like, heck, yeah, I want to sit next to God. So um, the only thing was, was that if you did not have three wives or you, you were not a sister of the three wives and you died... The man would not enter to enter the kingdom, and the wives would actually become a servant. Oh. And so everyone's like, I want three wives. Or the women would be like, I want to be a wife of three wives, at least. And But Joseph Smith had to appoint you these wives. So you couldn't just go out and marry whoever you wanted. You, he had to make the decision. Okay. Um, so in 1904, Utah passed a law stating pearl marriage was illegal. Okay. Um, Can I just say something real quick? Yeah. Sorry. Why? I, I don't want to sit right next to God. I like God. I want to be up there with him, but I don't want to sit right next to him. Like, what Why, if Brie? I just want to sit like all by myself? Because I don't like sitting next to people. I want to sit like next to my family or from like my friends. Like yeah. you and I could go sit next to each other. Why do I have to sit next to God? Like... I just go. I'll just go visit him every day or something. I'll go say, "Hey, what's yeah. up?" Or like, "Hey, what's I don't know." Hey, what's up, God? Go, what's up? Go bring him some 
sweet tea like play play like a racquetball with him or something yeah like schedule a game of or schedule some karaoke once a week or something but like i don't want to sit next to him i'm good with that hearts against humanity that would be a good game to play with him (laughs) like the 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 godly version of cards against humanity you know god would probably be cool with it he'd be cool with it he wouldn't care so, in, like I said, in 1904, Utah passed a law stating plural marriage was illegal. Um, and the religion was actually, a, the religion actually agreed with the state. They wanted to agree with the government and they stopped preaching about polygamy. So, there was a split between the church because you had people that wanted to stay in these plural marriages because they either still believed in polygamy or they want didn't want their families to be torn apart. And then you had the other people that were like, nah, we're going to obey the church and follow the state um, and do the right thing and do away with pearl marriages. So there was a split in the church. Okay. Nothing too exciting happened after this split. There were people that still practiced FLDS and those who practice LDS. So here's the difference between the two. FLDS, Fundamental Church of Latter-day Saints, practiced polygamy, and LDS, Latter-day Saints, did not practice polygamy. All right. Um, Other than that, there's not a huge difference. Both of them use the Book of Mormon. Okay. So, we're going to jump to 1986. A man named Rulon Jeffs was the president of the FLDS community. Rulon had 65 wives and roughly 60 children. Oh, my but gosh. Lots of sources say, you know, different things that he had more wives. Um, but whatever. Um, Rulon was known to his followers other than his wives and his children as Uncle Rulon. So if you were not... <laughs> You have so many kids and wives that you, they have to call you uncle. That's just too many. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Rulon came up with the phrase called keep sweet. In 1991, it was recorded of what keep sweet means. He said, I want you all to understand the continual use of two words. Keep sweet. It means to keep the Holy Spirit of the Lord until you are full of it. Only those who have it will survive the judgment of God, which are about to be poured out. Keeping sweet no matter what, it is a matter of life or death. As we approach the day of the great judgments that are to go over the earth, let us all keep it. You do not turn it off and on. It must be a permanent thing in our very nature and a part of our character. So basically, he's saying you have to keep sweet or you're going to face the wrath of God Freeze. and God's judgment. Um, you have to always be kind, have Freeze. no bad days, Everybody and listen and obey. Hands. Sorry, you're done. <laughs> so 65 wives and thousands of followers that are believing this and following what he's saying, like, have no bad like you literally can't have a bad day though free like if you're if if something that you're so but it, this goes so much more deeper than like trying to just always like have a good positive Follow attitude it it's yeah 
to not, if you're upset with your husband about something, like, just smile and say yes, dear, instead of confronting him about it. That is, so, that's a lie. Yeah. So, these people of the FDL, Yeah, exactly. But the people of the FLDS lived on a compound. They were self-sustaining. They, there were men that would work outside of it. And actually, the entire police force was all FLDS police officers. Um, So if you had an issue with the community, calling the cops was not the way to go about it. (laughs) They were related to them. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Um, They were taught only what the church wanted them to know. And there was no interaction from the outside world or society at all, unless you're a man and you're working outside of the community. Um, They didn't vote. They didn't know who the president was. They didn't know what was going on in the politics. They didn't know if there was a war going on. They didn't know anything like that. All they knew was what the church taught them and was telling them. Um, The young girls were taught about being wives and they were kind of treasured. Um, For the boys, though, their situation was very different. You were being... Uh, You were being raised knowing that you need to marry and have multiple wives. And if each man had at least three wives and there isn't, there isn't enough women to go around. So the church would look for any reason to kick, kick these boys out of the compound. You disobeyed (gasps) your parents. You're gone. Exiled. Looking at a girl wrong. Exiled. Um, There's actually a group of boys that, formed that were all kicked out and they're called the lost boys um some of them were as young as 14 years old that got kicked out of the compound and exiled left on the side of the road to figure out life on his own and the parents Um, didn't do anything about it nope the parents wouldn't talk to them about talk (sighs) to them the siblings wouldn't talk to them they were nothing to the family completely exiled from their everything Um, and according to the I know. And according to the church, they also would be damned uh, an eternity to hell for being kicked out of the church. What a load of crap. (laughs) The boys also would learn manual labor at a young age, running tractors and building as young as eight years old, um, which the girls would also learn like household chores, how to sew, cook, all that sort of stuff. Um, But the main goal was to grow up and get married and have a bunch of babies. Um, the schooling these children got was very minimal. They only learned, the only history that they learned was the history of the church. Um, and oh my gosh, Brie, they're close. <laughs> um, so the women had to wear dresses and their hair had to be long. And I'm sure you've seen these type of people in the um, stores. So, they can be either, they're dressed very similar to Mennonites. Um, it's the long dresses mm-hmm. or skirts with the blouses. Yep. And they have long hair. Um, but there's, minima, the Mennonites dress just very similar to them also. Right. Um, uh, the women were to obey their husbands and the men were to work and give all the money back to the church. Um, 70% of the FLDS community was also on welfare, so they were getting food stamps, health care, and whatnot through the state, um, but they weren't paying taxes, so they weren't That's giving fair. 
Um, Doesn't sound legal. So, <laughs> so to backtrack a little bit, in 1955, Rulon had a son. Obviously, he, I'm sure he had multiple sons that year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, he had a son that was born. Uh, he was born two months premature, and that is Warren Jeffs. Have you heard of Warren Jeffs before? Mm-mm. No. Mm. Um, I will say that sister wives, they despise him. Oh, okay. But, so, but uh, Warren Jeffs would go on to be one of favorite, uh, Rulon's favorite son. Rulon taught Warren everything he needed to know on how to be a prophet. He did everything his dad did and learned. Uh, Warren would go on to graduate the high school that he went to, and then he became the principal at just 21 years old, because that's what you do when you're the prophet's favorite son. Right. Um, at the Alta Academy, which was the FLDS's private school that they ran, um, Warren was allegedly just as strict, if not stricter than his father. Um, he got the power. He, you know, he's got this power over the children now. Um, and it was actually discovered many years later that Warren was pulling boys out of class and molesting them in the bathroom. <gasps> Ew. He was also calling girls to his, his office or calling girls out of the classroom and having them sit on his lap in the office. Oh. And it was reported that he would also sexually assault them. And when I say little, I mean like as little, young as five years old. Oh my gosh, you um, piece of garbage. And he would say things like, you have to do this. It is God's will. Um, it's like a funny Which uncle. obviously... <laughs> uh, well, this is Warren Jeffs. He's not the uncle. No, I know, but that's sometimes what they would call... Like, um, oh, men whoa, 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 who yeah, yeah, in yeah. Their family, funny yeah. uncle. Uh, this obviously terrified the children because they're being preached to to keep sweet. So you got to keep can't sweet. Complain about it. Mm-hmm. So in 2002, Rulon Jeffs passed away, um, with all of his wives right beside his side, and his son Warren. Ready to slip slip into his spot. So Rulon's followers were like, wait, Rulon told us he was going to live to 150 years old and he's only 92. <laughs> 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 so, but Bree, instead of thinking logically, they literally thought he, he was going to come back to life. Like, oh, re man. Re re yeah. <laughs> so... Warren was like seeing these people that were like not accepting him as a new prophet. And he was like, people, my people, Rulon has reincarnated through me. And oh. they're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> That's why we can't see him. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they just ended up accepting him as the new prophet. Then Warren was like, I'm going to marry all of my dad's wives, which was like really cringy because Warren, most of these ladies raised you. Yeah, I was about to say that was like his mom. And now, yeah. Um, and so I just lost my spot. Um, and now he is like, I'm going to bed with them. Mm, and everyone's Ew. not. 
everyone was just like okay with it because they didn't want to go to hell. So they're like, okay, Warren. Keep sweet. Um, keep sweet. Um, Warren was very, like I said, a lot more strict than his dad. He came in and changed things. In 2003, he bought his new piece of property. Um, and it la would later be named the Yearning of Zion Ranch. And it was a 1,700 square acre or acre piece of property. He told the state that this was going to be a hunting retreat. Which, obviously, it's not going to be. Um, but what they did was build a whole new compound to move the people over to. This is when Warren told his people they needed to sell their prop their businesses. They need to sell their houses uh, that were on the compound. Um, and they need to sell everything and move here to Zion Ranch. Because the end of the world was coming. And they're like, oh, no. So so let's go to Zion Ranch. Yeah, that'll solve um, everything. It was, uh, and if you were not to go, it, and if you were not going to be on this ranch and serving the Lord by the way of serving the prophet with everything you have in it, you were going to be damned to the fiery pits of hell. Even though so you did all this other list. stuff for them. Mm -hmm. That's a bunch and of bull. So the people listened. They sold everything they had, a little bit of anything, um, literally everything that they had to move to this compound. Warren also required the women to wear their hair. So they already had a strict dress code, but now he's requiring the women to wear their hair in French braids. And they were wearing, they were wearing dresses or like a skirt, but now it had to be floor length dresses and long sleeves dresses and like you like a turtle like the you oh know it comes gosh. up to your neck so um the children were not allowed to color or look at picture books um the colors that were allowed on the compound were very neutral uh colors just had very strict rules so they built a twenty nine thousand square foot temple um in 2008, there was 462 children, 25 mothers under the age of 18 years old, 53 girls between the age of 14 and 17 years old that were married. Oh, my gosh. Um, inside the temple, there was a bed that was at the front of the, like, like an altar, and when a woman were to marry her husband, they would go in front of the congregation and the husband would then rape his wife. And I'm saying <gasps> rape because most of these wives were under the age of 18 years old. Oh as young as gosh. 14 years old, actually. Is this legal? Because it's, because <laughs> it's religion? No. No, okay. it's not. It's not legal. Oh so, my God, that is sick. Yeah. There was also a vault inside the temple where Warren Jeffs actually recorded and documented everything that he did along with this journal, um, along with the journals he kept, um, including any sexual relations he would do with each of his wives. This included a wife that was just 12 years old who oh. he got pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ew. My stomach's hurting. That's gross. Sorry. 
It's good. Oh, my stomach hurts. I hate this story, <laughs> but I love it. So Warren also would gather all of his wives around while he performed these acts, and they would watch him do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were also these men that were chosen by Warren who were called seed barriers. Seed bearers. Um, can you take a guess of what that is? Oh, my gosh. They planted their seeds in the yep. women. Yep. So. Oh, my gosh. They're not a farm. They <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a baby farm, like 2.0. <laughs> So, um, basically, they're thoroughbreds of the compound. These were the men that Warren wanted more of their bloodline from. So, these men would go around and just... breeding people! Oh, um, my God! These men... This is, like, in 2008, right, Bree? Oh, this my is like, gosh! This was recent. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find what year... Anyways, this was this is very recent. Um, so they would uh these men would go around and decide which women they wanted to impregnate. Um, and if the woman was if the woman was married, she didn't have a choice. She had to carry his child, um, or that per that man's child. And if you thought it couldn't get worse, the her husband, if she was married, had to sit by the bed and hold his wives while these men performed their acts <gasps> on the woman. Oh yeah. So in 2004, Warren Jeffs told a 14-year-old girl that he wants sh she was to marry her cousin. And she begged and pleaded her parents. She's like, I do not want to marry this man. This, 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 my cousin is a terrible person. Just firstly. Secondly... Uh, I don't want to get married so young. Thirdly, she hated her cousin. Um, she even went to Warren himself and begged him to call off the marriage. Warren said, nope, you have to marry your cousin too bad. So she did what any young girl would do in this situation, and she ran away. She ran away and told the cops, and a warrant was issued for Warren's arrest. Okay. Um, this triggered Warren to go on the run. He traveled everywhere while his followers, wives, and children stayed behind, praying for him and sending him money. Um, he was literally living his best life um, on the run. And also, he became uh, the top, in the top three of the America's most wanted list. Whoa. Um, we know someone that was on that list. We do. <laughs> Um, but he eventually was pulled over on a routine traffic stop in August 2006 in Nevada. Warren was pulled over driving a 2007 red Cadillac Escalade. He had four computers on him, over $50,000 worth of cash. He had one of his wives with him, which I think she should be arrested also. 16 cell phones, three wigs, and all sorts of different types of disguises. Oh, my gosh. So he was booked, and this guy is running the church out of jail now. Um, his followers are visiting him. He's writing letters, receiving letters, writing books. Um, in 2008, a woman who was actually making a 
He's meowing so loud. <laughs> he's okay. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's probably like tre- like under the crack. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 In 2008, a woman who was actually making a prank call to the domestic violence hotline saying she was 16 and being forced to marry someone at gunpoint or something like that. The police at the time didn't realize it was a prank. But they were able to get a warrant to search the compound. Um, this is where they found the 12-year-old girl that was pregnant. Oh my they were gosh. able to get the DNA of the baby, which obviously matched Warren's DNA. They found all of his videos and journals that he had in his vault. Lots of interviews were conducted, which not everyone was willing to uh, cooperate because they're like, this is the church, you can't get involved sort of thing. Um, but they were able to get enough evidence on the guy and he was finally sentenced to life in prison plus 20 years. He also tried not eating. Um, and he like went into a coma for a little bit because he was like starving himself. (laughs) Um, but he's still controlling a lot of, (laughs) um, he's still controlling a lot of the church from prison in 2019. In 2019, one of his sons came out and said that his dad would sexually assault him and that his his son ended up taking his own life because he couldn't take the agony anymore of (gasps) living with that thought that his father sexually assaulted him. So the documentary that I uh, that I watched, which I actually I didn't get, I didn't use a lot of the information given in the documentary. Um, I'm going to use some of it, but uh, the documentary that triggered me to watch or to do this story was, um, uh, it's called, it's on Netflix, I think, um, or maybe it's Discovery Plus, but it's called Keep Sweet. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I, I, whenever you said Keep Sweet earlier, I was like, oh, snap. This is like a cult story. I've always wanted to watch it. Now I, I'm definitely going to watch you, it now. You should watch it. There's a ton of stuff that I didn't even cover because it would be way too Such long. Such a big story. Oh, it is. A cult story. I know. I haven't done a cult one in a while. I mean, it's not really a cult, is it? I mean, it is. Oh, yeah. It's, it is. It's definitely a cult. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's terrible. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And Dude. like this this story is so much bigger than what I just shared. Like there's uh children that have gone out and like there's so many different um charity um and rehab type of places that uh people that are trying to escape can go to because they will help them escape and it is such a huge huge topic in the flds or in the lds uh religion and like the sister wives they talk about warren jeffs and they talk about jeffrey uh joseph smith who was the the original founder of the religion and stuff like that they talk about joseph smith a lot um and they also celebrate his birthday which is kind of weird but um uh uh-oh they celebrate Joseph Smith, the founder's birthday, right. but it's just, it's such a fascinating, fascinating story. Yeah. Um, it's just so much. I could go Holy on cow. for days about this. 
I yeah. have to watch this. I I like I like every time I'm scrolling, I'll like I'll see it, and it's just not been the right time yet. And I kind of want Josh to watch it because I know Josh. It's like he says he doesn't oh, want to watch yeah. stuff like this, but he would totally get into it. Like the Jeffrey Dahmer, he would definitely oh, yeah. get. It. It's just fascinating, like you said. It's it like is crazy it's that people actually like live like this. And people still are. There's still this. people. Yeah, exactly. That's what it still sounds people like. It sounds like it's still going this, on. It is. And people still haven't left. And it's like, how are you not? Like, how? go. Like, what, do they have them locked up? No, you're not locked up. Just leave. Just leave. Their families, though, probably. No, there's, in the documentary, they actually talk about, there's one lady in particular that tried to leave multiple times. And they kept catching her. And like making her stay. So. Oh my gosh! Why can't like the police get involved? I am not a thousand percent sure. I wonder if it's because it's re- with religion and involves because like but if you're, freedom it, or but religion. But does, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter it's if not, it's a religion like, or not. I mean, I guess it's it's illegal to hold someone captive, and That's it's also kidnapping. illegal to rape people, and yeah, yeah, and it's also illegal to like. I don't know. It's just weird. It's not right. Wow, that was a good one. That was really good. You haven't done a like a cult one in a while. Ooh. I Anyways, it. I can't wait to watch. What's your that neighborhood one. story? Yeah, you um, gotta watch it. Dear God, let's let's finish this. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you guys have not heard, but <laughs> me or Amy are going to have to edit the crap out of this episode because lots of skipping with this new program. Yeah, We've got to play around with it. Okay, so could everyone be quiet for a few days? I need to catch up on some sleep. Boom, boom. It's so silly. That's all. <laughs> I think. Did I also say that? Yeah, we've we've shared that one before. Oh, <laughs> may have had. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I just realized it says Mount Pleasant, and I was like, I remember like <laughs> talking about Mount Pleasant because I was lives near. I used to live near Mount Pleasant, a Mount Pleasant in South Carolina. <laughs> That's it's fine. Okay. Let's all don't get some sleep. It. Dear God, let's um end this. I don't want to end this with this, but, you know, we got to do what we yeah. got to do. Anyways, we're okay. going to get, we will see you guys later. Yeah, or I got to go bathe my later? kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and my mom also said that you don't need to apologize to her on the podcast. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Candy. Sorry. I mean, sorry. Anyway. Um. Anyways, have you checked out <laughs> on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy, Amy out. Oh. Sweaters. 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 <laughs> Say hi to your cats for us. Meow. Don't get dead. <laughs>